but you're not looking to move up your addiction your temptation your favorite thing that you like to do that God's not in is going to creep up and get closer and closer to you guarantee it you you will hear me say this over over and over you were we started out seated with Christ in the heavenlies we didn't start out on on this planet and then God says okay when you find out who you are and how you're aligned to me and what you have in me then he sends you to this planet and you're supposed to hit this planet running you hit hit the, hit the ground running and you never stop running if you stop running you're, you're easy prey now I thought Jesus said my burden is easy my yoke is light you know this sounds like a lot of work and a lot of pressure and I can't even relax for a second it's all God God's going to do that. He's going to empower you. He's going to tell you the next thing. He's going to give you the wisdom. He's going to give you the strength. He'll do everything. We have to do our part. <clears throat> we have to be co-laborers. Remember we said that? All these foundational teachings that we've had over the last six months or two years, or if you've been with me like Robert for the last 25 years, don't forget them. Because we will, they have to come up and you have to put all the pieces together to see where you're going to move out next. So it all adds up. If you have a little foundation, you're going to get little out of this. If you start to build the foundation up, and you remember what we said about, about uh, your purpose. Remember what you said about uh, being co-laborers. Remember what you said about purpose, imagination, anticipation. Remember all these concepts, they, they're all going to come in play so that you can put them together. So that's where we're at. I want to be in the movement of God. If your heart is not burning for this desire, that means you've got to go back, get stir yourself up, get back in the Word of God. The Word of God will stir you up. It will move you around. It will shake you. It will show you what rattles so you can start to get on a path for your life instead of looking around, what should I do next? Oh no, am I going to be able to deal with this this thing or this temptation or this person God's going to have you so focused He wants you so focused and so passionate that you're not going to look to the left or to the right you're going to be looking straight ahead and you do this with the imagination now follow me on this you've got to find out your purpose what you like to do, what bothers you what what you're good at Um, and when you can start to get clues about what your purpose is, God is going to start giving you previews or snapshots of the things that are that you're supposed to walk into. See yourself healed. See yourself making that influence on another person. See yourself working in this capacity, in this ministry. See yourself forgiving that person that you couldn't forgive. You've got to, with your mind's eye, see yourself do it, then speak it. He says, speak those things that are not as though they were. God tells you to do it so you can do it. You have to be, don't be concerned about the fear of man. And, and then when you can see it and when you start to speak it, and there was a great question last week, Chris, when you said, what about speaking it? Speaking it is everything. I, if you're in real estate, it's, it's, it's location, location, location. When you're in um, the kingdom, it's speaking, speaking, speaking. You've got to speak it. You don't. You, you cannot convince me you have faith unless you're speaking it. It's a byproduct, a natural byproduct of, of me having faith is I'm able to verbalize it. I'm not saying that you have to teach a big class and get a microphone and all that stuff. You're mumbling it to yourself. 
you start by doing that. And then God, God will show you what else you're supposed to do with it. But you've got to be verbalizing. Remember we said we, 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 our salvation was like that. God's not going to believe anything unless you believe with your heart and then confess with your mouth. There's a lot of us that just can, can just believe with our heart. But God says you confess it with your mouth before I, 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 I say it's bona fide. So I got I got to speak it, and then when I speak it, I can see it, and then God says your imagination is reality. Remember that part, and that was good. I'm coming to you. Right? You imagine. He says if you if you hate somebody, I'm going to convict you of murder. If you're lusting after somebody, it's just like you've done it. I'm going to convict you of adultery. Right? Yeah. Reality is your imagination. If you're going to get convicted on in a court of law, guilt. I didn't say one word. I didn't say a thing. I didn't do a thing and I didn't say one word. Guilty. God says you're guilty. That's how powerful this imagination is. See, and we can do it the wrong way with the imagination. This is the new stuff. Or we can do it the right way. God wants you to have a sanctified imagination. God wants you to have a sanctified imagination. And we're going to talk about that and we're going to get into some scriptures with that. Remember, you can only have two things. And remember, imagination is your mind, your thinking. Remember, the, the, <clears throat> the works of the flesh are evident. Why did he say that? It means we can see it. When you, when you are doing your stuff with the flesh, it's, it's evident. It's easily seen. You can't hide it. You can hide it for a little while, but it's going to come out. When the filth of the Spirit is this imagination or this mind and it can be easily hid. So the imagination seeks its little hiding places and it, and it thrives there. Remember, if you don't bring it into the light, it doesn't become light. So it can, it can gain momentum and strength and it builds up there and you become very proficient at hiding things that you want, don't want other people to see. Am I just talking about myself? Can I get a listening? So we hide things, and we said these these are your blind spots. Your blind your blind spots are things I can't see in myself that you can see. But hidden spots, my hidden areas, are those things I'm hiding from you that I don't want you or my wife or my husband or my best friend or anybody in this group to know. Why? Well, I got some fears. I don't know how you're going to think about me if you know about these things. And I'm, I'm you know, bottom line is I'm ashamed, or it should be. So I hide this stuff. But you see, what's not brought into the light doesn't become light. And when you're hiding something, uh, something that is hidden is powerful. The reason why it's powerful is because it's hidden. You see that? If you have, a, if it's hidden, this, this, this thing that, that I'm hiding is very powerful. Why? It's hidden. If you bring it to the light, it's exposed. It loses its power, and then God's light shining on it. God will go through the process of healing, transforming you, changing you upside down if you let Him, and you're not going to be the same. And then all these new areas and new openings are going to come open to you. Okay, this is just review now. You got it? You got the review? You want to get into the new stuff? You got, go ahead, Ricky, what's your question? Oh, I was. What are you talking about? Going, you'd have to be in a monastery or somewhere. I think I love what you just said. But to get in that kind of moment, to think like you're talking, 
you'd have to be out screaming somewhere instead of walking around on earth <laughs> around him every time you see somebody you're going to be distracted you're never going to get your mind set on what you're talking I love that I would love to get in that kind of mood but there's so much distractions out here you really got to be prayed up you got to be you got to know about the Bible Bible time for us to get way up there where you're talking about I, I know I I probably never made it that way I don't know which way you talking about going, and I probably strive to get there, but I doubt if I'd make it that far. Okay. Let's, yeah, let's, let's discuss that. Let's throw it open because then I'm going to move into phase two on this. But let's, let's I solicit your comments on what he was saying. Because he's being, he's being honest. Go ahead. You know, I feel a bit coming from No, but, but, but I am reminded through Scripture repetitious stuff in my mind that suggests to me that if I seek ye if I seek ye first the kingdom of heaven then you see all these things now, and these things are not limited to just material stuff or, 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 or things like that things that you know but these things of knowledge include knowledge includes uh, imagination and then one, once we see, see we, we not really, you know, and, and you know, it was true for me for a long time too. I, I can't, we can't set ourselves up to be all knowing, to be uh, knowing the Bible backwards and forwards as you put it. it. It may not never happen. But the thing is, it don't need to happen for us to be able to, to, to enjoy the glory and to be able to, to, to reside in the bosom of our God. You know, all we need to do, and, and, and it's, it might sound trite or trivial, but all we need to do is be available to 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 set ourselves up for God, for our Lord to come into our hearts yes. and to begin to do the works that He would have us do through. I mean, that He would have us do. You know, as, as we play out our lives. You know, and, and, and it's no, it's no small thing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not trying to trying to say it ain't it ain't nothing to do. You know, but but what I am trying to say is, the more we, you know, the harder I tried, the further back I went. Seriously. So what I learned by coming to this group, especially, you know, listening to y'all, listening to the Dominic, is that what I need to do more than anything else is to involve myself and to make myself available to God for Him to do the work through me. Whatever work it is He want, want me to do, that government I got to go. Now, I, I, we have a new guy come into our church uh, just before Christmas. Yeah, I'm going to cut this y'all, but I got to share this. He came in and um, the priest, now see, I ain't never talked to the priest about my addiction problem and about uh, you know the, the other shortcomings that I've had. You know, I, I, I go to him and intellectually deal with you know the subject matter and so forth and so on. And, and, and I go I go home. This guy came to we had a in, that, in for the community we had a hot dog supper. We invited all the people in the community to come to the church. And out of that we got three new members. Where people are, that are to be confirmed. Well, this one guy was was, was practicing alcoholic. And he, was, he had gone to the priest at some point, I don't know yet. 
he had gone to the priest and said to him, you know, uh, there's somebody in the congregation I can talk to. Well, he really wanted to talk to the preacher about it. And he said, well, no, but I have somebody that I can introduce you to. Maybe he'll help now, I ain't know this man know that I was a junkie. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but you see, the thing is, it's in the congregation. Everybody, you know what I mean? People probably, you know, this and that and this and that, you know? So, but anyway, out of that came me sharing some material I had, the NA and stuff and stuff like that. And, of course, yeah. letting him know where we are yeah. in this group, you know, and inviting him to come. And if he needs a ride... Yes. You know, please call me. You know, they yes. gave me numbers and all that kind of yes. stuff. Yes. But, but God, I mean, the, my point in making that point is, God don't stand around, Ricky, waiting for you to 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 do something, to do something. What He does, though, as, as well as I see it, what He does, though, is come in through me and and work out His plan. Work out His plan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He's good. Yes, Robert. Yeah, thank you. Man, being, uh, yeah, it made me think about, uh, about Joseph, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, as, as Booker used to say, uh, now, look at his attitude. He said, if my brothers threw me down a well, and look what God placed Joseph at, after that, they put him into royalty and that second in command in Egypt. He just had all them hotels, he just chopped out. <laughs> you know, right here, but, uh, you know, this is the, the thing right here, I really I believe it is, is people having a spiritual attitude. And when God forgives you for your sin, He releases us from our guilt and shame. Because each one in, each one in this room, we, we carry guilt and shame. But when God releases us from that, you know, that, 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 that's the that starting point you were talking about a yes. ago because uh, uh, we can't do it by ourselves and, uh, you know that uh, that, uh, that uh, uh, the only thing that I'm, I'm thinking about right now is told it shows the wife the wife tried to seduce him and, and things of this nation and then it's been about obedience. He said he's locked up in the prison, and when they got it, said he was going to remember him for Catholic. You know, for until the subject come up again about the dreams of the Pharaoh. You know, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's all about endurance. You know, and, and it is it's about like what I heard when I first came in here. I seen the door, and Dummy was talking about it. It, it, it's, it's not living in the past, it's living in the future. Right. And uh, to live in the future, you, you have to get uh, connected with us, with the spirit world. You know? Yes, yes, good, good. I like the way Ricky uh, went to the, to the group of don't need to throw and throw down an idea for us, a vision of the place that we're trying to get to. And once we get on the road to it, then as we walk toward that idea, because that's what God is all about. God is about setting us in our mindset of who we are in the future and not where we are at the present or what we 
the word in the past. Mm-hmm. And our problem is, is that somewhere between the past and the present of our lives, those two things just tend to just keep us from the ideal that's being set forth. It's as if though we, we, we hear it, but you know, we try to figure out a way, past and present try to figure out a way to discount right. the future. It's, it's a master at that. So what we have to do is catch on to the to, to the ideal. The ideal is always higher than we're able to live at the present. It was meant to be that way. You understand? Because if that's where hope and all of that good stuff comes in. And so we get on the journey and we simply start going that way. And as we start walking toward the ideal, what happens is, is that we begin to lose one thing at a time of this stuff back here is trying to hold us down. You know, we got a lot of... Amen. I always, always talk about these spiritual scissors that we have to carry around at all times. We got a lot of God back there. You know what I'm saying? It's trying to drag us, you know? And every time God trying to take us up high, that garbage back there trying to drag us back and, and say, no, I don't want that. You know, it's like, I want this back here. But you really don't want that back there because if we just thought about what that back there did to us, oh, really? you know, we didn't want it. But you see, the thing is, is that we just have a hard time turning loose of our old saints. Right, right. We just got a hard time yeah. turning loose. And that's really what the truth of the matter is. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that we're holding on to, exactly. that's all we have. Right. <laughs> so if you're holding on to garbage, then garbage is all you have. But if we can get it, what Dominique is trying to do is Dominique through the Spirit of God is trying to get us to latch on to a newer self, a higher self. Yes. You see? But in the midst of that, there's always going to be that thing trying to sneak up on us. As he said, it'll sneak you and it'll try to pull you into a place of, of disconformity, a place where you don't want to be. Because that's where you try to get out of. You already know what it'll do to you. Everybody in there know what it'll do. You know, we all go and keep fooling with it. And that's the insanity of us. It's because we keep fooling with stuff that we know we don't have no business fooling with. And probably everybody in here is guilty. I know I am too. And I've got a ways to go. But the thing about it is I've caught a hope to the idea. And that's where my hope lies in the idea of the matter. So hear what the council is saying and reach for it. Because if you want fruit, you don't get fruit that's on the ground. It ain't no good. You got to reach for it. Reach for it. That's good. That's good. Where you going, man? Rest the introduction. Good to see you. Rest the truck. Jesus Christ. We're talking about destiny stands in need of me. Now, if God is saying you can do this, He's already programmed you. You have the program to be able to do it. You, you will be empowered to do it. How can I stand there and say, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm able to do it? It just means I haven't seen enough. I have, uh, I'm giving into fears. Remember, God has to be stretching you. If you if you feel like you're being stretched and you feel like this is is too much to my me, you are exactly in the right place. This is too much for you. With your mind and your your physical ability and everything else, you can't get there. That's why it's a continuous dying to yourself. And Lord, you can. 
uh, you're able, I'm not able, it's not through my, through your spirit, I can't do this. But destiny is calling you out. When you can start to stir that up, you will start to gain a momentum to start saying, I can do this, even though I'm walking at this level, and even though God is showing me this level. He's got to be showing you a different level in all your categories. The enemy is going to come when you start getting, uh, paying attention to this. This is, we're calling it imagination, that, uh, Rusty, that God wants to show you snapshots or previews of your life that's to come, only if you want it, and only if you're willing to dare to say, go there with him and say, yeah, I want more than what I have now. God will start showing it to you. When you start getting a momentum to do that, the resistance in the enemy is going to show up bigger. It's going to show up bigger. He's given you, think of it like this, and God, God showed it to me like this. He says, when you were just in your little comfort zone, just going about your way and doing what you thought was just getting by in life, that means you had a crayon that was just gray, and you're painting your masterpiece with one gray crayon. Now when you start to pick up a momentum, you start to see clues about your future, when you start to understand what wants to emerge, when you start to see your future before it even comes to pass in your life, then God is like giving you different kinds of crayons. He's giving you the reds and the violets and the, and the greens and the oranges. That's when the enemy starts to take notice, and he's going to come on board. And a signal that you're on the right path is when you start to get more trouble than you, you used to get coming your way. Remember we said everybody needs an enemy. An enemy is, was meant to propel you higher than, than you could go without him. An enemy is, again, he's going to make your enemy a footstool so that you can step on it to see higher. An enemy is, is, your annou- is an announcement that these columns and principalities and evil wickedness and high places now have to pay attention to you because you have more than one crayon and it's not just gray and you're going to start to make a big influence for the kingdom of God and then they are on alert and they are on assignment they're just not going to look around and say okay let them go they're going to try to trip you up bring people bring desires that you didn't know you had in you to start to come to pass and go every which way to try and get you back to your one crayon one gray and put you there and say continue to draw with this one crayon. How pitiful. When we know how magnificent this God is, you can just go out and see all the colors, every, every, the rainbows, every snowflake, everything is just elaborate and beautiful and fearfully and wonderfully made. That's the way he made me, you and me, and that's the way he made our minds, and that's the way he made our imagination. The bridge between the natural and the supernatural is your imagination. You don't get there unless you can see it in your mind's eye. And you only can see it when you want it bad enough. So I'm leaving this, this life, this what I'm doing now at this level, there's got to be something better. And I can feel it, I can't really explain it to you, but I just know it in my heart. And I know I'm not going to be stopped by my the predicaments or my future is not going to call me back and the trouble that I'm facing I'm more than a conqueror and I have to get some momentum and I'm, I'm going to show my faith by speaking it and, and doing what God says to do I'm living by the proceeding word of God and the enemy's going to come in and he's going to try and start to take away those crayons that God is talk, starting to put in your hand and this is, this is where we're saying he's going to try and get you to go from a sanctified imagination to an unsanctified imagination. 
Because imagination is powerful. The greatest capacity man has is to imagine. When you can imagine, you are unstoppable. So, so he's going to corrupt your imagination. And I was amazed by how much it speaks about an imagination. We'll go through some scriptures right now. Your imagination is your mind. Your mind and soul are the same thing. There's two definitions, two words used for for your imagination or mind. One is to give thanks for God for what He's done. The other word talks about giving thanks for, for what God is going to do. We'll start with Luke twenty, Luke twelve twenty-seven. Listen to this. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you, even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you should eat, or or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind or an anxious imagination. That's our topic. You have an anxious mind, an anxious imagination. Instead of having a godly imagination, instead of having a sanctified imagination, you have an anxious imagination. Hear it? Amen. Because why? For all these things the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knows that you have need of these things. But seek ye the kingdom of God, and notice this, and all these things shall be added to you. Amen. See the concept? Remember. Is that way is that where you were going? Patient. God says we worry about where am I gonna eat, where's my shelter, where's the next meal come, where's the house, all these things. God says, I promise all the necessities I promise to you, I'm going to give them to you. They're going to be added to you, but I can't have you anxious about it because when you're anxious about it, your mind is going to have an anxious state to it, and instead of having a, a vision for your future, you're going to have a vision of fear, doubt, and unbelief, and it's going to get clouded, and you're not going to be able to see like you're supposed to be seeing because of the anxiety. And that's why... Paul, right? He says, don't be anxious about anything. Sure, yeah. Don't be anxious. Why? why? Why is it so important that you don't be anxious? Because you're clouding your imagination. Your imagination is the greatest capacity that you have. Your imagination is the bridge between the natural and the supernatural. It's going to take you to the next level. If you cloud it by thinking about things that I that God promises will be added to you, that means you don't have anything to do with it. Just like the birds, he feeds them, they get their little houses and nests made, they don't have to worry about it. He takes care of them. How much more will he take care of children of the beloved? You're his beloved. How much more? You know, I, I lost the last, I had another little piece I wanted to add to that last one. And this is Sean. You know, you talked about, you spoke about how how God wants us to do things that, that um, that we that we want that we see in the future. Things that we we need to be doing for the future rather than yes. being stuck in, yes. in the past. Yes. But the thing, the thing that that keeps coming out to me is that he already knows that right. what is, what's going to occur. Right. Right. He knows what it's going to take to get us right. to that point. Right. But the thing is, with us not being able to have that kind of 
the heavenly vision. <clears throat> Our imaginations are then the vehicle by which we are able to to to, to hone in and get a piece of it anyway, so that we, we have the momentum. Yes. We create a momentum. Yes. Via the Holy Spirit yeah. to, to, to thrust ourselves yeah. into that position. Get that. And that's the, that's the that's the get that. to me that's the core of it. No. Yes. Anxious. 
And, and see how easy that is? What I mean, what you, I'm sure each one of you walked in here with some anxious anxiety about you, thinking about something. That has to go. If you want to get streamlined, if you want to get direct, if you want like that laser beam to God, if you are serious, you've got to. What did you, uh, what did he say? Dwell in this word day and night. Mm-hmm. Uh, meditate on my word day and night. Mm-hmm. And you, let the word of God richly dwell in you. So you, we are, we're rainmakers. We have to tap into the supernatural. There's no, there's no ifs about it. It's a must. God made you. He made you. He's programmed us uh, to be overcomers and to tap into the supernatural. Now, if you want more of what we're talking about, you have to go into the Word of God. The Word of God, it says in James, remember, we've said this over and over again, and Rusty's been back in those days. The Word of God is like a mirror. It's going to show you who you are. It's going to show you who you are and what you are supposed to be becoming. If you want more clues on what you're supposed to become, stop getting into the Word of God. It's talking about you. And it's talking about what you can do, who you are, and, and what you can be. Right? It's right there. Yes, right. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking that some of you saw that movie, John of the Ark, or somebody probably read a book about it. But, uh, you know, that's, that's a good example there, too, you know. And uh, a handmaiden uh, was chosen to lead that uh, French army against the English. And uh, she was told about the victory through through Christ, you know. and. Uh, I'm trying to put it is when she got finally got to that army and the army, army was ragtag and beaten but when she entered in there they were down on the ground shooting dice you know whoring and doing everything and the army was just in rain and she told them they couldn't have the victory until uh, all the gambling was stopped all the women were sent home and you know, and, and all this, she had to get the, you have to get in order, you had to get your structure in order, you know, because she know that uh, space of goodness will not dwell in the space of darkness, you know, and that, and that, and, that's, and they move forward and they had their victory, you know, with a woman leading the army. Amen. Amen. Okay. Let me do one, one, one step further, one more scripture. And listen to this. It's in Ephesians, the first chapter. We're talking about the imagination. We've got to stir it up. We have to get it, get it activated. If you've not been prone to hearing this, if you've not been taught this, if you've not sat under the voices that are calling what wants to emerge, this is going to feel a little strange. But it's okay to feel a little strange. It's going to be a little different. This is what we're supposed to be yelling and screaming about. What? This is so important for the body of Christ. In Ephesians 2, it says, And you he made alive who are dead in trespasses and sins, that's us, we, we became alive, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, Satan, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, Fulfilling the desires of the flesh end of the mind end of the mind or end of the imagination and when by nature children of wrath just as others just as the others so look what he's doing he's saying if you if you if you conduct yourself following after the lust of the flesh 
fulfilling the, the, the desires of the flesh and of the imagination, he's comparing He's comparing you, he's linking you up in association with the children of wrath. In other words, you, you are calling curses that the children of wrath, God's wrath are on the children who have not come to him. You are calling forth, you are being associated with the children, those curses that are coming on the children that God has his wrath on because they have not received their salvation. When you are fulfilling the desires of your flesh, end of the mind, you're letting your mind be fulfilled by the desires of your flesh. You see the association? You see how powerful this is? And I'm not saying it's God's curse. I'm saying you're bringing these things on yourself when you are associating your mind with the lust of the flesh. I don't want to go there anymore. But he just said, look, he just said you've been, he made you alive. You were dead. You, you were not, you're no longer the children of wrath. You're my beloved children. You have an inheritance. You have the same inheritance as Jesus Christ. I love you like my son. You have eternal life. I, I, I give you forgiveness of sin. I give you my blood washed you clean. He says, in which you once walked according. This is the way you used to walk. Now don't go back to it. Because you're going to come under. Remember, we said, Carla, we said that circumspectly, that whatever you're putting out, whatever you're thinking, thinking is the same thing as doing it. God convicts you. It's the reality. When you're thinking it, it's going to come around. It's going to come right back and visit you. And you're going to find yourself in a spot you don't ever want to be. And sometimes you're going to get so deep, it's going to be hard to find which way is out. It's all that imagination. Yeah. Uh, he said something just a minute ago and he brought this scripture to my mind in, in uh, Galatians uh, 4 verse 9 it says but now after that ye have known God or rather or known of God how turn ye again to the deepest back of the elements where until you desire again to be in bondage and I think that's a question that all of us have to ask us mm-hmm. at some point in time you know and it's in line with what you were just saying now, I just want to say one more thing because you said something about the imagination you've been talking a lot about yeah. it yeah. and God is, as you was talking about God showed that you know the imagination like you were saying is the gap between the between the spirit and the natural. And when I thought about that, I, I, and that word imagination came up real quick. Yeah. In our imagination, we construct a blueprint from the spirit, right. whether good or bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And it brings it into the manifestation of the natural. You know, and, and that's real deep, this imagination oh, yeah, this, this imagination situation, you know, a man does have to be careful with that because that thing brings about a blueprint and it'll draw it into the natural. It truly will. And, and it's just amazing the power of it. The power of it. And uh, I know some of this stuff going one ear and after the other, and people don't be, you know, paying close attention sometimes, but I tell you, man. We have a time in life where we better start paying close yeah. attention yeah. to what God is saying. Repetition is the master key. Teacher, I know it's Jesus Christ, but we have to hear it over and over again because this is heavy. Like I said, I don't think most of us were exposed to this kind of teaching, this kind of call, and the way we're putting it. Mm-hmm. So if you're not, then you've got to hear this over and over. Mm-hmm. And, and, 
Charles, God bless you. God bless you. Good night. All right. Sanctify the imagination. And what I want to do is leave some time for, uh, I want to talk about, uh, your imagination is key. It can get corrupted real quick, right? Uh, and it, it can be easily hid. And, uh, and I think this is a good linkage into what uh, I want all of us to start thinking about and praying about. Because uh, Rusty and I have been talking about this, this new adventure that God has laid on our hearts. That we have a group called a pornography group. Here, right here on Wednesdays at 12 o'clock. And um, we're going to get a new name for it. But <laughs> that's what we're putting together. I have one person in the clinic, and I know there's a whole lot more, but who's, who's been waiting for this to start. And uh, God put it on my heart, and he showed me that Rusty is the one who wants to lead it. And I want you guys to uh, help us out. Wednesday, I just got the okay from the house up there that they'll open this house up on Wednesday. Um, I want you to come in and, and, and support it if you want, or, or, or be intercessors and pray for it, because you know, come on, let's talk about it. You know that it is a great temptation uh, for especially men in that area, that how, how we can make your imagination vain and unfruitful and distracted and anxious and, and everything else. And what's at stake? Everything that we're going to be talking about over and over again, for you to see your future, you can't be anxious and you can't have it clouded with that junk. That's right. That's right. So we've got to get a handle on it. And the men especially uh, have to take the lead. And not that women don't. But I mean, men have to do their part in taking the lead that, that God has given them right. in going forward with the kingdom of God. Everybody has their different roles. That's right. So we want to get because we we are we're excited. I'm excited about this. This this is a new avenue. I'm a, I'm Everybody's gonna make it to that kingdom. Put it that way. But if you will be obedient and be able to live right, and uh, you you you're on a straight and narrow road, and it also lets you know that there are not too many of us that's walking on a straight and narrow road. And so. We're, what we're mostly talking about right here is giving thanks and opening up a window for what God wants to do, what wants to emerge, so I can start propelling myself to the future. So that's that's the back of yes. No, I just want to throw this out. Uh, no, first of all, first of all, in, in, in conjunction with what you were saying about about the, about the imagination.